The clock is at zero. And this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, let's join your host, Ben Bagley. This Cougar Post Game Live as the Washington Huskies come into Provo and get the 45-19 victory over BYU. Let's get your reaction to tonight's game. You can join in on Twitter. Tweet me at Ben Bags, and we can read some of those responses coming up. Taking a look at the game as a whole, well, just some takeaways from this game. Number one, I think first and foremost, let's put this game in perspective. This is the fourth straight game against a P5 team for BYU to start the season, and it took its toll. We saw that today against Washington. Uh, we saw it to the BYU, the injuries coming into the game as the defense was depleted and some guys being out in that game. That will be talked about a little bit later as well. It showed you lose Tyson Williams at the end of the first half to an injury. That hurt the offense a little bit when it comes to go. Besides the fact, four straight Power 5 games is going to wear and tear and leave you a little exhausted. That showed. It's not an excuse. That's a statement of fact. Some other things, though, as you look at this game, you look at some of the things that didn't the BYU didn't do well, and there was, some, there was plenty to look at here. First and foremost, BYU didn't play well from behind. They let UW get up early. Washington takes the opening drive, drives right down the field for a touchdown, goes up 7-0. You think BYU drives second, they're going to they're gonna respond. They did with a field goal, they're down 7-3, and then Washington scores 17 straight points. Just kind of extended that lead. BYU gets within 12 at half with a late score, a 54-yard field goal. With a little bit of momentum, then UW comes out of the locker room and scores 21 straight right out of the half. BYU couldn't hold on to the momentum that they had going into the half. And at that point, in the third quarter, with UW's third quarter scoring 21 points in that third quarter, BYU only scores seven. It kind of felt at that point it was over. Let's go down to the press box or to the press room here in just a second. Kalani Sataki about to dress the media. Let's go down and hear from the coach of the BYU Cougars. All right, well, tough loss. Um, you know, we're hoping that we could come in here and show a different type of game, but it seemed like uh, way too many mistakes on all three phases for us to really have a chance against a great team like that. Um, it doesn't work out that way. So, uh, you know, as, as much as we try to gain momentum, it seemed like uh, Washington had an answer or we did some things that didn't really help ourselves. And so um, looking forward to getting to the next one and learning from this and getting better, but we didn't execute well enough. And, it's my fault. My fault as a coach. I got to get these guys ready, and so uh, whatever I got to do to get them ready, so that we have a high execution level next week, and that we're playing uh, our style of football. And so, looking forward to getting that done next week. Questions? You're down three in the first quarter. That's a tough spot to be in. What do you think of how the boys responded at that point, and at least you know gave yourself some? I thought the guys played hard. I mean, the effort was there. You know, just the. The hard part is they, they were just pounding us on the, in the run game and getting some chunk yardage. And, and I'm talking defensively, their offense was able to do a lot of things, and we couldn't disrupt the timing with Eason. Um, they did a lot of different uh, formations. Um, I, th- I thought, uh, f- for the most part, we uh, didn't play Simon Sound at the beginning of the game, you know, and and then uh, things just kind of built, you know. And, and anytime we try to respond, it just it was too much for us to overcome. And that's a huge credit to, to Washington, you know, but. Uh, it didn't really help that we didn't we made so many mistakes too. But I, I don't think this takes away from what Washington did to us. They put us in uncomfortable positions, and 
Um, and, and just really disappointed in, in the performance. But I thought the effort, the guys worked hard. They played hard. We just couldn't finish drives on offense. We made mistakes on defense, uh, assignment sound, assignment mistakes. And that's my fault as a coach. I, it's my job to get them ready so they're playing faster and playing clean. And it wasn't. It didn't go that way. No, we'll probably find out in the next little bit, probably the next couple of hours, but um, no, we don't know. I mean, he couldn't come back in the game, so uh, we're just hoping and praying for him, and then we'll see, uh, you know, the, the different spots in the, on the team where, where um, you know, we're going to have to look into our depth and see how our depth is going to respond. After two emotionally just draining games, how do you feel like you guys came out on that part of the game? Yeah, I thought we had. I thought we had great. I, the guys were ready to play. They're loose. We just made too many mistakes, and then Washington just steamrolled it. You know what I mean? So uh, I think they're a great team. You know, and, and um, I thought they, they felt comfortable with what they're doing offensively. We didn't make them uncomfortable at all. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't do anything to disrupt the timing with Eason and and the way he threw the ball. He was really efficient. You know. Um, and they were able to balance that with the run game. And then on, on our offense, we weren't able to – they disrupted our timing a little bit and caused some turnovers. So, uh, you know, they executed their game plan. We weren't able to do ours. And that's – you know, our as coaches will get it better. You start the third down 12 with the ball. You move, you're moving it. appears to be a first down. How crushing was that fumble? And just as far as momentum, it just seemed like it was a real tough you know, moment when you're trying to recover. Yeah, and, and it's where these guys have to learn. You know, we, we emphasize uh, ball security a lot, you know, and um, it's the guys trying to do too much, and that's not their job is, is not to do too much with the ball and reaching out for the extra yard. It's just, you know, protecting the ball. And then we even had that on our we – we lucked out on our interception return, uh, reaching for more yardage when that's not our job is, is just secure the interception and, and uh, you know, just fortunate that we were able to keep the ball. But – um, that's something that we have to keep emphasizing as a team. But you know, these young guys want to make plays, and I understand that. But they, they can't, they can't sacrifice their. We're, just because they want to make plays doesn't mean that we have to l- allow them to just, you know, forget things like ball security. That's a, a huge part of what we're, our success. We we talked about taking care of the football. Uh, the last two games we were able to do that. This game we weren't, and so that caused us uh, points on the other side and and uh, put us in the hole. After one of the toughest four-game stretches to open a season, where would you uh, say this team is at this point getting through that gauntlet? I mean, I, I think we, we look at everything with, through the season, right? But I, I, I knew that we going into this this part of, the, uh, of our schedule that we would need our depth, and that, that had uh, a great importance for us. You know, um, when Tyson goes down, Soup needs to step up in Lopini, and so uh, that's in a lot of different positions, and... and we have some guys that are banged up, and we're going to have to dip into our, our depth a little bit more, and, and it's going to test us. And so we felt like we've made a huge emphasis on our depth this, this year, and, and now we'll see what it looks like when we take the field against Toledo next week. Is this the best team you've faced up to this point in the season? we faced some really good teams, you know, but uh, I think that uh, they put us in a really tough spot. You know, they got up ahead on us, and then whenever we tried to gain momentum, they were able to stop it. And, that's a, like I said, they have a lot of veterans on that team, and the coaching staff did an amazing job preparing those guys. And so um, Washington did a great job. We just didn't really help ourselves, and it would have been nice to have that one back, but we don't. You know, got to learn from it and get better. But um, Washington's a great team. They are. And, and how I rank them, I don't know. We're just, I'm more focused on trying to get better from this one and, and get ready for the next week. How would you evaluate specifically how Zach Wilson played today? 
Um, we have to watch the film a little bit more, but I, I think there's some throws that we wish we could have back, you know, and, and uh, some. I, I know he's going to be really hard on himself, so uh, we'll just keep working with him, keep learning. But he's he's our quarterback, so we just got to keep working with that guy. Only four incompletions from Easton today. Mm-hmm. Was the defense philosophy kind of the same approach you had with Slovis or with USC, or was it a little different? No, it was a little different, but they put us in, they, they had a lot of different. Uh, variety of formations that got us caught off on our heels a little bit and and even some new things that we didn't see in, in the previous games but um, but at the same time our, they just made some plays that we couldn't get past rush their O-line did a good job protecting and there are times that we brought four and three and and even brought some pressure and they were able to, to stuff it and so um, and then Easton felt comfortable we, we had to make him uncomfortable in order for us to have a chance and we didn't do that you know and whether they kept us kept the balance attack and were able to do some play action pass or some throws and to mix in with their run, uh, I thought that they did whatever they wanted to do and we didn't do enough to stop them. How hard is it? You mentioned they were giving you different looks uh, than you expected to see in the passing game. How hard is it to make those defensive adjustments in the middle of the game, especially when throwing something at you you haven't seen or prepped for? No, I mean I think we we were. Going into this week, we just try to throw as much as we could at our defense, you know, and then try to put them in, in tough spots. So, but when you're playing with a lot of young guys, you you have to get them ready, and and uh, it's it's the the fog of war of the game. It's 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 different to see how guys how they respond. Practice always works well, and we we need to put our guys in better, uh, more difficult positions even in practice. Uh, it's just hard to simulate a game, but. The, the adjustments, we have a lot of coaches that have tons of experience and we should be able to make some adjustments and try to do what we can. We, we try to bring pressure and they hit us on a slant for a touchdown, you know, so uh, we were trying to mix it up and things like that. It's a great team. They just made some, they made some great counters to our adjustments and, and uh, the score is the end result. Yeah. Something, you know, generally they're pretty strong at. Miscues there again. Jake just mishit on the PAT, and he said it. Snap and hold was great, and he missed it. And I think uh, he's human; he makes those mistakes sometimes. The the punt return, Washington's always been deadly in punt returns. They've done it for a number of years now, and um, you know we we had guys in positions that weren't able to make plays, and so uh, a lot of that credit has to go to Washington. There, it seems like they do this quite a bit, and we happen to be the victims of this punt return um, today, and so. It's something that we we're really working with with our guys, our coverage, and we've we've been really proud of our coverage team and, and punt cover. And uh, this didn't go very well to us for us today. Are any of those players that didn't play Keenan Peely, Zane Anderson, season-ending injuries? Or yeah, I think Zane Anderson is going to be a season-ending one. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, he, he was never really 100% going into it, and so with the I think he's scheduled to, to have. Uh, another surgery and so we'll, we'll miss him but the other guys need to step up I thought you guys like Bo Tanner playing at safety and Malik Moore and uh, Hayden Livingston will have to pick up the pieces and, and work with uh, Austin Lee Any other questions? The other guys are, are still good to go we'll, we'll have to keep evaluating it so he's the only season ending one Alright guys, thank you
There you go, head coach Kalani Sataki addressing the media after the game, after the 45-19 loss to Washington. We'll talk to us about some of his comments. We'll also go back down and listen to some of the players as we continue on on the Cougar Post game live. Coming up, we'll go back down there. Like I said, we'll get some scores from the top 25 and some of your responses on Twitter. You can tweet me at Ben Bags on Twitter. Cougar Post game live continues next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Ben Bagley. And let's go downstairs to the media room where Matt Bushman is addressing the media. Uh, come back after so many turnovers. That, you're, you're touching on it, but that moment when the fumble gets away, you know, you, you, you score there, it's a one-score game, you've got some momentum after halftime. What did you see from the team, you know, when that one got away from you? Because you know, it really did seem to, to really switch the game. The fumble after halftime? Um... Yeah, I mean, it was just, is that my echo? Oh. Um, it was, yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah, it was just, it was a, a tough go because we were driving the ball. We were doing pretty well. But, I mean, Dax made a good play. He, I think he was just trying to make a move, and they punched it out. So we had the momentum going, and then, yeah, it was just, it was just rough. So it's hard to, it's hard to keep Getting that, gaining that momentum back when a good team like Washington, um, I mean, they didn't turn the ball over very often. They finished their drives. And, yeah, they're just a good team, so we can't do that against good teams. I'm still one of these other reporters' uh, questions and asking, uh, do you think this was the toughest team you played so far? Um, I think that's hard to say. They're, they were they were a good team. They are really good. But I think we our mistakes made them look a lot better than – our personal mistakes made them look a lot better than they were. I mean, they're they're pack, they're returning Pac-12 champs. They're going to be a really good team this season. But our mistakes just made them look like world beaters. And I think if we eliminated those mistakes and just, I mean, I had a couple false starts that are just really dumb mistakes um, that just hurt our drives. And if we if we fix that, if we would have fixed that and wouldn't have done that, I think we would have been in the game. It would have been a lot closer. After two really emotional last second wins, do you feel, feel like you guys came out a little flat or do you, do you feel like the energy in the tap was still kind of there? I don't think we came out flat. I just think uh, they just, they came out they came out pretty hot. I mean, they drove down and scored. Uh, we, we wanted to drive right down and score, but yeah, we just had some mistakes and that didn't, that didn't allow us to finish the drives like we wanted to so I wouldn't necessarily say flat I mean we were confident going into this game and we we knew that we could play with them but we just can't have so many mistakes against uh, a really good team six catches for you you this afternoon as opposed to three the previous two games was Washington playing you a little bit differently than Tennessee and USC or what were you able to do to kind of get those open looks um I think they were playing a little differently I mean their, their style of defense is kind of not give up huge touchdown like passes so they could kind of a safety that plays pretty far back and there are just a lot of openings those overs that I caught um it's just kind of finding a hole and Zach that trusting it and throwing it so I don't know um they they started to adjust and do things and kind of do things that other teams have done in the past in the second half but I think I should still be able to get open when there's double teams and bracketing type coverages I as a pers- as a player, I I believe that I need to do better and get open 
more in the, in the second half of this game too. As much of a leader as he's become on this team, is it was it tough to see Tyson go down like he did? Yeah, I mean he's he's a workhorse. He just runs so hard, and he wants us to succeed. So that that one hurt. Um, he's he's confident that it's nothing major, but uh, yeah, we just we hope the best. Um, he's just a great guy, great teammate, and yeah, we hope we can we can see him next week. Two and two after this gauntlet that was scheduled to begin the year. Where, where do you kind of assess where you're at going into the rest of the season right now? I mean, I think we should. As a team and as a person and as a competitor, I, I would love to have been 4-0. I think any team should have that desire. So, I mean, that's a little bit frustrating, but I think not many people thought that we could be 2-2 two and two against some pretty good teams in this, these first four games. So, so I mean, we're just we're really focused on Toledo. We're, we're, we're going to own up to our mistakes, figure it out, um, be in the film room a lot, and just prepare as hard as we can for Toledo. After four really physical games, everyone's banged up after four weeks. That's just the nature of the game. But how, as you look around at the guys, how how phys- how are they doing physically just across the board? You know, after after these four, you know, playing these four teams, I think pretty well. Um, I will I will have to see after this game how what all happened with some of the guys. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we we trained pretty hard in the off season and. A lot of guys are smart and do their treatment and rehab uh, post game and throughout the week. So, I think I'm happy with the, the health that we have, and I hope we can be as healthy as we can throughout the season. Can you put your finger on what the reason was for all the, the penalties and mistakes that you guys made today? Um, no, I can't. I mean, there's like for me personally, at times I, I feel like I try to do too much or rush things and just try to. When I try to do too much, I kind of just get out of my element a little bit, but there are there are just a lot of dumb mistakes that I mean, they're, they're a good defense, they're moving around a lot, but our coaches prepared us for, for everything that we saw and we just didn't uh, I mean, we're playing against good players, but yeah we, we should be able to stop those and we should be able to eliminate those mistakes and just like on, on fumbles, we should be able to have, have two, two hands on the ball when we're going to get tackled and that's just Simple things that we kind of just didn't do. So uh, we're going to figure it out and just eliminate those mistakes for Toledo. There you go. There's Matt Bushman addressing the media in the postgame. Matt Bushman addressed it a little early. He had a big game today with six, six catches for 89 yards. However, all those but one coming in the first half. He had one catch for seven yards in the second half. Ben Bagley here with you in the Mo Better broadcast book. Booth is uh, UW gets the win over BYU 45-19. We'll come back on the other side. Some final thoughts from me as well as a couple of scores. And that will wrap things up for the Cougar Post Game Live. Then we'll turn it back over to Greg Rebell. The Cougar Post Game Live continues next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. My name is Ben Bagley. Washington gets the win tonight. Number 21st ranked Washington, 45-19 over BYU. BYU finishes the fourth straight P5 game and the start the season at 2-2 two and two on the season. Reminder, some of the things that Kalani Sataki talked about. Zane Anderson done for the season with a shoulder injury. Uh, the other injuries that BYU had coming into this game and throughout this game, 
other than other than Tyson Williams, the evaluation is still going on there. The others expected to be back at some point in the season as evaluations through those injuries continue to go on. Another thing that Coach Sataki talked about was the inability of BYU today to disrupt the Washington offense. Jacob Eason had himself a day of 24 completions on 28 attempts for 290 yards and three touchdowns. A nice day by Washington quarterback Jacob Eason. Also talked about cleaning up mistakes, something the coaches were going to address throughout the week. So that's what we got to look forward to next week. And speaking about next week, BYU back out on the road to face Toledo. If you're interested and you want to do some late-night scouting tonight, Toledo plays the Colorado State Rams on the road at Fort Collins. That game is at 10-15 Eastern on ESPN2 if you want to get your scout on when it comes to Toledo. That's going to wrap it up for Cougar Post Game Live. Your final score, Washington 45, BYU 19. The Cougar Locker Room Show is next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Locker Room Show begins conversation with Emmanuel Esupa, BYU's leading rusher today. Nine carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a grab for six. And Emmanuel joining us now from the Cougar locker room area. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, tough one today for the guys, certainly. And you guys are a team in the backfield, and uh, that team includes Tyson Williams. Uh, what do you know about Tyson, and uh, what are the hopes for him? Yeah, I don't know the status of his injury right now, but you know, I'm just praying that it's not too serious and we can get him back as soon as possible. How tight a groupie have you guys become since you got on campus here from Rice? Oh, very tight. You know, uh, I about cried when he went down, but um, you know, we're very tight. And you know, when he went down, we all just uh, uh, joined together and just wanted to play the rest of the game for him. So that's what we did. Emmanuel, it seemed that this Washington front was uh, perhaps maybe they weren't as big as previous fronts that we played, but they were very quick and athletic. There was a lot of slanting, it seemed like. Talk about the unique challenge that they that this defensive front uh, posed for you in the offensive line in, in trying to get some run game going. Yeah, credit to them. They were really athletic. You know, they uh, they played uh, very fast, um, you know, very quickly. So, uh, you know, we just tried our best to do exactly what we did in practice. And, you know, sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. So we just had to uh, keep playing every play that uh, how we know how to play. And that's, that's what it was. Halftime still felt like a game, right? You guys are down 24-12. You guys mm-hmm. could have picked up and, 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 uh, and done some good things. Just didn't turn out that way early in the third quarter. Yeah, um, you know, going uh, coming out the half, we just um, went to score quick and, uh, you know, get a good defense stop. But, um, you know, Everything doesn't go exactly how you want it to go, and we just kept uh, playing and just not paying attention to the scoreboard, just uh, kept our heads down, uh, just wanted to finish hard. Manuel, give us um, a sense for your preparation. Obviously, you, you know, it's kind of next man up. Obviously, we wish the best for Tyson, but anything like that, you know, none of us would be surprised if he doesn't miss at least next week. So uh, you're the next man up, and Lopini Katoa, kind of both you guys, there might be a little bit of competition there, probably some sharing of the load. I'm sure that even though you weren't the guy taking the first snap on the field, you were preparing as if you were. So take us to part of your preparation, how you've handled it up to this point in the season, and now going forward, going into Toledo, what you plan to do. Yeah, as far as preparation, you know, uh, just practice hard, just try to um, earn the win every day by uh, practicing the way uh, we need to play to win the game. 
And uh, I'm, I'm not going to change anything in my approach. I'm just going to keep preparing the same exact way I do. You know, every, every day just go to practice, work hard. And, um, you know, in the weight room, work hard and just keep doing exactly what I need to do to, to uh, secure a win. So I'm just not going to change anything. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Soup, you guys just played uh, four straight P5s uh, to open the year. You won't see another regular season P5 on your schedule. How do you think you guys came through it at 2-2? Two and two? I think we played well. Um, obviously, you know, turnovers hurt us the most in, in these first four games. But, you know, when we didn't turn it over, we, we played really well and, and, and got the win. So the theme was just, you know, ball security and just uh, keeping the ball on our side and not giving uh, the other team chances to make stuff happen. Emmanuel, thanks for the time today. Good luck next week. Thank you. All right, that is Emmanuel Isupa. Cougar Locker Room Show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Washington 45, BYU 19, today's final score. You just heard from Emmanuel Asupa joining Riley Nelson and me. Let's head down to the Cougar press conference area where Soup is joined Diane Gomuliku. Diane at the mic right now. Any other questions for Diane? What do you think of that kid sitting next to you? He had a pretty decent game, and I think it's most work since he's gotten here. Oh, yeah. Like, my man showed out. I was like, next man up. Like, we have trust in all of our backs. And uh, Soup over here, he just came in and did his job. He does it all the time at practice. He knows what he's doing. He knows the plays. And so we have full confidence in him to come in and making plays. Manuel, what was it like seeing Tyson go down like that? It was heartbreaking, you know, because, you know, we've gotten pretty close since uh, I've been here. So it was heartbreaking to see. Are you ready to step up uh, your, your workload if, if need be? Yes, sir. What's the feeling for the offense? Because you, you moved the ball, but mm-hmm. had a tough time, you know, kind of punching it in and getting, getting points out of it. Yeah, uh, we just have a bad taste on mouth right now. You know, uh, we gave them the ball too many times. We gave them too many chances to uh, do things um, on their end. So uh, we just got to, you know, watch the film, learn from it, and uh, move on. It would be tough after four of a really physical games. Everyone's probably dinged up at least a little bit after this, you know, the, these four games. How do you look around? How do you see the guys, you know, kind of responding, you know, just physically? Are they physically still doing pretty well? Yeah, uh, for the most part, we're physically still doing well. You know, um, we have a bye week after – um, this next game, so that would be a great opportunity for us to get healthy, but uh, for the most part, we're, we're pretty good. I feel like this Washington team was the best team you played yet. Um, all, all four teams are pretty good to me. Um, you know, I, I just uh, pay attention to us and what we have to do in order to get a win, so um, I'm just out there just, you know, doing what the coaches tell me to do. Soup, it seems like it was really tough running out there a couple of times. What were they doing in particular to kind of jam you up and, and- yeah, you know, they they have a really talented um, D-line. You know, they were uh, playing fast. Um, play, they're really athletic. You know, they were uh, slanting uh, here and there. So, um, yeah, they were, they were doing things that, you know, were disrupting us. But, you know, we just have to uh, keep, you know, fighting with our heads down and keep doing what we know to do. And at some point it's going to pop. So, yeah. Diane, Diane, question? Diane, were you on the field on the punt return? <laughs> yeah, I was. Just he broke contain. Is that as simple as that, or what? Yeah, what that simple. Like, like I said, we take pride in special teams here, and so it was just like having that go off on us. Like, it's not going to happen again. We're going to make sure of that. And like I said, just doing your one eleven, staying in your lanes, and coach Lamb, he coaches us. He coaches us up good enough to know what we're doing out there and keep any return to contain, no matter how good they say they are. But 
it's not going to happen again. Diane, uh, two and two at this point through maybe the toughest four game stretch that the school's ever had to open a season. Where do you evaluate where this team is at right now? We're straight. I, th I feel like we're solid. Like, like I said, move forward. We feel like we can win all the games ahead of us, and it is on to the next one. It's game by game. All right, that is Diane Gomoluku with Emmanuel Asupa. We'll take a break. Cougar Locker Room Show will continue after I tell you that title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years' experience in Utah. Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. More with the players next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 21st and 22nd ranked Washington coming into Provo and winning for a second time all-time. Huskies now 2-3 and three at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The Huskies have defeated BYU today by a score of 45-19. to We'll soon be joined by Kalani Sitake. We'll be hearing from Micah Simon before Kalani puts on the headset. So we'll have to give Kalani just a couple minutes to uh, catch his breath after coming up. Micah Simon shortly. And then we'll tell you really quickly some defensive numbers of note. Gave you a lot of offensive numbers earlier. But uh, BYU's leading tackler, uh, Peyton Wilgar, on the day. Ten stops. He was the only player in double figures tonight. Ten stops with six of them being solo. A seven for Diane Gomoloku. You heard from him a moment ago. Uh, Austin Lee is credited for five tackles. I would have also given him a pass breakup on the deflection that ended up in Max Tooley's hands. That's not been officially credited uh, to Austin Lee. Uh, TFLs go to Isaiah Kofusi, to Isaiah Heron, and uh, one team TFL as well. And that one INT was with Max Tooley. Uh, almost scored, ended up setting up BYU uh, with a first and goal, and that came in the latter stages of the game. Those are some defensive numbers of note. We'll hope to hear from Mike Simon before we hear from Coach Kalani Sitake. That will have to happen before we wrap up our Cougar Locker Room show. We'll come back. Micah next, then Kalani. Oh, Micah is now joining us on the headset from the Cougar Locker Room area. Micah, thanks for taking a quick second. Hey, how you doing, Greg? Oh, there you are. Hey, Micah, good to hear from you. Um, first of all, how was your week, and how did you feel today throughout the day? I felt pretty good. I mean, I was a little banged up, but was able to uh, get through it this week and uh, be cleared to play, so I was ready to go. It's one of those things, though, right? I mean, you're going to play four straight games like this, and, and there will be some attrition. It's a matter of depth, and it's a matter of uh, trying to grind, right? Yeah, no doubt. You know, we just have to do our best to, to stay healthy and then uh, continue to get the depth right for, for the rest of the guys. Okay, Huskies clearly a really good team. Are, are they right in line with the others you played or challenged you just in different ways, do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, fourth game of the season, they start getting a little more film, start getting a a good feel on us, and uh, they made it tough for us tonight. Micah, they, their particular brand of man coverage seemed to be kind of what you see in the NFL, where as much grabbing and as physical within those first five yards as po as they could get away with. Talk a little bit about that and the challenge that it posed when they were in man coverage, which often they were blitzing, made it really seem to be really tough on the offense. Um, talk about the challenge that that posed for you guys to create separation downfield and open throwing windows. Yeah, it was uh, basically just NFL defense, really, really deep safety, 25, 30 yards back um, to protect anything from, from sideline to sideline. And, uh, and yeah, just press man. I mean, we've, we've seen that from uh, these first few games. And, uh, and yeah, they, they, had, they had some great players on their, on their side of the ball that, uh, that made it tough on us, and uh, we just have to continue to work. Michael, we probably saw more balls hit hands and not be caught today than we saw in the first three games. Just a matter of uh, cleaning up, tightening up, and then refocusing for next week and moving forward? 
yeah, we we'll just have to we have to we have to make those 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 grabs. Um, that's our job. That's what we're supposed to do, and uh, we'll we'll learn from it. Okay, now that you're two and two through these four P5s, things don't necessarily soften up at all because you're on the road. You're you're traveling to take on a good Toledo team. Your thoughts on what's next? Yeah, we just gotta uh, bounce back. Um, you know, Monday come back to work, learn from this, and then move on from it. Uh, still a long season, and uh, and uh, yeah, we'll just bounce back and be ready to go. Mike, our time with you today was short, but we thank you for t- uh, spending a minute or two with us. Yes, sir. No problem, Brett. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks. All right, that's Micah Simon, BYU wide receiver, joining us from the locker room. Kalani Satake, forthcoming here next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Washington, a winner, 45-19 over the BYU Cougars today. Washington improves to 3-1. and one. BYU falls to 2-2. Two and two. Before Kalani Satake joins us and he is with us, a quick minute with uh, Coach Chris Peterson of the Huskies, and then we'll hear from BYU's head coach. This was a few moments ago, courtesy of intern James. I thought it was a you know, good, good performance, really, on all, all phases. Um, it's nice to get explosive plays by our defense. It's nice to get them on special teams. And our offense was, was striking with explosive plays as well. And I thought the balance of the run pass on offense was good. You know, our defense did a nice job creating turnovers. That always changes the game. So it's really everything that we talk about. You know, I thought our offense did a great job slash defense of taking the crowd out early. Um, you know, first down being on the road in a pretty cool venue. And, um, you know, I was proud of them how they did it. The game was like it never is, far from perfect. We got, still got a lot of learning going on and, you know, some frustrating things that will get cleaned up. But I like how they practice and I like how they compete out here. All right, that is Chris Peterson, head coach of the Huskies. Kalani Sitake's comments are next. That's been the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And as Kalani Sitake joins us, time for the Mountain America field goal recap. For each field goal BYU makes this year, Mountain America donates $500 to the American Red Cross. Today, the Cougars made two field goals from 43 and 54 Yards for a running total of 10 field goals on the year, bringing the season donation total to $5,000. Head coach of the Cougs is Kalani Sitake. His team falls to 2-2 two and two after Washington wins at 45-19 today. It's a good football team to beat you out there today, Kalani. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, you heard what I said in the, in the press conference. It's just we didn't help ourselves, but I, I don't, don't want to diminish anything that, that uh, Washington did. They, they had all the answers, and, and we couldn't come up with enough, and that's – it's my job, head coach. I got to get these guys ready to play and get ready for the next one. We'll learn from this, and um, you know, and, and as painful as it is, we have to learn and get better and and uh, move on and get ready for Toledo. But uh, just disappointing outcome and definitely disappointment. I mean, I, I I was pleased with the guys' effort. They played hard. They had a lot of energy. Um, but it seemed like when we were trying to generate momentum, it just got squashed, and or something happened. Whether it's a, a big kickoff return to midfield, and then turnover happens or we're getting we're marching down the field and we're not able to capitalize and make a big play and even towards the end of the half getting sacked at the end you know it's like 
Um, just just trying to generate momentum. Sometimes just you have to lean on execution. And you saw a lot of mistakes. Guys are just trying to do too much They'd rather than do their job. Even the simple things like dropping the ball when guys are trying to turn and run, then you could see them trying to turn and run without catching the ball. And that's that's not a that's not a fundamental game that we can do. That we 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 should be proud of of how we can execute well and and uh, do the fundamental things right. And uh, that's that's what I'm going to go back to the drawing board as as a head coach and get these guys ready and make sure that they play with their 111th and and uh, give us a better chance to have a victory. You had played a giveaway free football the last two games, two wins. You came into today off those back-to-back turnover-free games. When they had that scoop and score, that left you with four giveaways on the year, and three of them were scores, which is crazy. Two pick sixes and a scoop and score. So of the four turnovers you had, three of them were points the other way, which is remarkable. Yeah, and it seemed like the ball was on the ground for a while, you know. So um, just just unlucky on some things. But, but, you know, I think there's things we can learn on. uh, just the urgency getting rid of the ball quicker and, and uh, finding ways not to be put yourself in a bad position, you know. So uh, we'll get better from this, but uh, it's just really tough to learn those lessons when you're giving up points like that. And, and we know going into games that if we're we're, we're mindful of the ball and, and we take care of it, then good things can happen, you know. And, and I, I don't expect them to be perfect with it, but some of the ways that we we lost the ball, that's that's that, that's a – Guys trying to do too much, and um, you know that's my fault as a coach. I got to get them ready and and uh, get them focused on on the, the little details. Coaches, I watched this team uh, preparing for this game. I didn't see a lot of tempo on film, but we saw a lot of it against the BYU defense today. Was and, and it was extremely effective. I feel like that was one of the things that really helped them establish the run game. Was First of all, did you guys expect to see a lot of hurry up? Second of all, was it more a conditioning issue in that they weren't allowing you to? We talked about last time you're playing so many guys and platooning on off the field. Was it a conditioning issue or is it more an alignment assignment execution issue? I would say probably the, the the last part. I don't think our guys were really that gassed. You know, it was just a matter of getting lined up, and then when you're when you're going quickly and they're not subbing, uh, it, it limits your calls quite quite a bit, especially when you, when they know what their formation is and. That's what we do on offense to get other defenses on their heels, and and uh, you know when when uh, we have some new bodies in there, it created some issues, and um, and that's that's a, like I said, that's 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 my that's my deal. It's a coaching deal, so I, I just got to make sure our guys are ready. The the efforts there, they they play hard. They've trained really hard for this, and um, I just got to put them in a better position to have success. Now that you're through it, um, the, the four games that is uh, to start the season. How would you rate the level of physical attrition? Um, average, better, worse than you expected, or are you kind of just dealing with what you're dealing with right now? Um, I, I thought I thought it was. I mean, we knew this was going to be a tough uh, a tough go. You know, this this entire season. We but that's why we planned on uh, developing as much depth as possible, and we we didn't know where it was going to hit, whether the injuries or guys getting banged up, where, where that was going to be. But we just knew that we had to be deeper and had to do things to get everybody ready, including third stringers, right? And um, We've seen some guys step up and make plays, and, but then we've seen um, others uh, not, ma- you know, not not be as clean or as efficient as we'd like them to be. And so uh, now it's testing some of the depth because, you know, we're without Zane play- playing at either flash or, or safety. Now we're relying on others, and, and we'll have to watch the film and see how everyone played. But I thought um, overall it just seems like when our guys made mistakes um, – Washington is a great team. Uh, we're able to capitalize on it, and and uh, 
It's just we couldn't get the crowd into it. The, the momentum, every time something good was happening, it was like they did something to squash the momentum, you know. And, and um, that's that's a that's a tri- uh, you know compliment to them. But for us, uh, finding ways to get back on it, and then guys started to, to tighten up a little bit and try to do too much rather than just doing their their job and and, and simple things like just protecting the ball and and uh, doing their assignment. Kalani Washington in the pregame uh, when we were talking with the play-by-play announcer for the Washington Huskies, he boasted that they have 44 four-stars on on the roster. And look, I, I know as much as anybody as I don't think I ever ha- even had a star. That doesn't necessarily make you a, a good football player, but it generally does mean you are bigger, you are stronger. The the measurables are there. As we step into teams like Toledo and South Florida, those might not be there as much. Um, but of course, there's more that goes into a football team. But which side of the ball, offense or defense, do you think will take a bigger step forward as at least the size and strength and speed of the players that we're playing maybe pulls back a little bit? Well, I mean, the key, uh, that's a good question, but the key, the key for us is, is really to play at our best every weekend. It doesn't really matter who shows up, whether it's the San Francisco 49ers or Provo High School. We have to play our best, you know. It doesn't matter. And and. The fact that we didn't perform at our best was dis- disappointing. That's that's a one thing today, and and we feel like they're still this year in the in, so far in this year the first four games. I don't know if we really scratched the surface of how good we can be, you know. And that's that's like I said, that's that's on me. I got to get these guys to play at their best, and I'll, I'm gonna do my best to, to get them in that in that that position. But the guys are giving us the effort. They definitely believe in each other and believe in what we're doing and their coaches. And uh, we just got to keep putting the pieces together. But, I mean, we had tons of four-star, five-stars last week here, you know, and, and, and um, uh, we didn't make as many mistakes. And so the mistakes are, are part of the game. But, but as long as we have great effort and the guys find a way to, to learn and get better, we have a chance. And, and in this case, we didn't have a chance because we're going against a great team that that uh, they know how to end games when you make that many mistakes. And I'd like to be in the position where we can do that to others right now. We'll take a break. BYU head coach Kalani Satake is with us. This is the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 21st and 22nd ranked Washington, 45-19 win over BYU in front of 62,117 fans on a whiteout throwback Saturday matinee. And they'll make it three straight uh, daytime games as the Cougars go to Toledo for a noon Eastern time kick next week. That'll be a 10 a.m. Mountain time kick with an 8 a.m. radio pregame for the guys at the Glass Bowl next Saturday. So a pretty dramatic uh, swing from week to week to week to week, Kalani, I guess. But you're at 2-2 two and two right now. Uh, now that you've gone through it, what does 2-2 two and two say to you about your team? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think uh, some of the wins that we had were memorable. But uh, the losses, we just wish we could have them back and and, and uh, perform better. And, and the turnovers are one thing, but it's like the mistakes that we made. And it's not... It's not just uh, on any side of the ball. It's all all three phases, you know. Our punt cover that's usually solid. Um, guys are weren't weren't in the in the right fit um, on the cover, and uh, then they they were able to get a return, and, and that that just hurt us. I, I don't remember when the last time has that happened to us, you know. But um, you know, the, there there are a lot of mistakes to go around, and and it's just not on one side or the other. It's all three phases, and 
we have to get better. I mean, that's that's uh, I told talked to the team about it. It's like we don't have time to sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. We have to move on, learn, and get better, and get ready to go on the road to Toledo and play in front of our fans that are going to be there and and have a great time and, and play at noon, you know, and and uh, get this thing that this 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 sour taste out of our mouths and get ready to play again. But I I appreciate the, all their hard work and effort, and we just need to keep building on that and. Um, and then, you know, some of the regrets that we have, we just have to take it out of the next guys. Coach, I I played for, um, obviously, Coach Mendenhall, who kind of, he had a very unique, and it's unique across the entire college football landscape. In a game like this where it was pretty, you mentioned the mistakes and maybe some lack of concentrations at a the time. There was, <laughs> there was a specific recipe uh, for that Monday practice, uh, that w- and it wasn't very fun. That was his style. Uh, maybe give the listeners out there a little bit of insight for how do you bring the team back, realizing that so many of these things were just mental or concentration mistakes. How do you bring them back to focus on? Are you doing anything special? Is it business as usual? What does Monday? What does a Monday practice look like for one of these boys? No, I think you have to do things different. If being in the fourth week compared to the first week when we lost, right? And and uh, so every week's a different. It's a, it's unique to its own self. And so this game. Uh, the, the mistakes that were made and, and the issues that were made, we have to learn from it. I, I don't think you have to browbeat them with it, but um, our, our ability to, to, to execute at a, at a higher level, we need to focus on that. So going into Monday's practice, we're going to get through it and, and learn from the mistakes, but then also give them a, a solution to the reason why we were doing that. And then uh, a lot of the guys have to have their own personal uh, um, you know, feeling on how they can get themselves ready. There's not like one recipe that fell, that fits all of them. Um, but other than preparation, so it's going to be it's going to be a little bit hard work. That's what we have to do. That that you, the only answer to get back and and uh, to feel better about yourself is to work hard. And and when you think you're working hard, is is work even harder than that. So I I, I agree with that. We've been doing that, uh, you know, for for the years I've been here. And, and uh, this is an opportunity for us to get better. But uh, it's not. There's no easy way about it. I mean, that we can communicate and teach and learn. But the hard work has got to be put in and, and, and the sacrifice, and that means sometimes uh, doing it on the field and, and being a little bit more physical, and that's what we're going to get back to. You talked about Zane Anderson being done for the year. Would the hope be, even though he's already done it once, that he'll try and come back again another year? Yeah, I think he – well, because it, it, it's one of those things where I think he can get a medical red shirt, and there's really no other option. And uh, He can try to power through and play with it, but there's just no way this is going to happen, you know. So does he want to try um, and get another year back? He, he does, he does, and, and I think he has a really good case for it. And we talked about it with our compliance people, and they have, they're confident that he'll get it back. And uh, it sucks, but you know, we, we uh, whatever we can do to get him back, and then and he'll have to he'll for in my opinion he'll have to play safety. That's more of a suitable position for him and. And um, you know that's I think that's more for his body type and everything, and and obviously with the issue with that uh, injuries that he's dealing with, um, we'll just keep working with him. But I, I I'm excited to have him on the team still, and and his leadership will need to lean on heavily going into the season. But um, the opportunity to have him back again is going to be huge for us. When you talk to the media on Monday or on the show on Tuesday, would you expect to have a, a better definition on Tyson's situation? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, you know, we just told Tyson to stay positive and, and have good thoughts, and then we'll pray for him and we'll see what happens in the MRI, and um, we'll, we'll have more more knowledge. We should know today and then the next mm-hmm. little bit. He's getting an MRI done probably now as we speak. Because of the way the schedule was set up, Kalani, with these four games coming in September the way they are, 
it's natural to say, well, you had one phase of your schedule, the P5s, then you got the rest. And everyone might look at the rest as, well, you got through this, now you can just kind of go play. That's not really, ha- that can't be the approach, though, right? No, I mentioned earlier that we're trying to perform at our best, right? And and it's taking some time, and um, it doesn't really matter who our who our opponent is. You know, like I said, well, it's Timview High School, it doesn't matter, or the Niners. And so our guys, the approach is going to be the same, and now there's more of a sense of urgency because this happened in week four. Um, why are we not seeing it? You know, and that's that's where coaches step in, leadership steps in, and, and uh, we got to keep building off of it. But uh, at the same time, being realistic and seeing the things that that Washington did—they're a great team, they're a really great team—and and, and uh, you know, but but it's hard to really judge it when you know you didn't perform at your best. And so um, that's the key. That's the key for us is to, is to perform at our best and 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 execute at a high level. That's what we're going to focus on this week, and it has to show up in, in, in Game Five. Coach, you've talked about the um, unique level of ownership that the that the players and the leadership on this team take. So, if you were Let's throw a little hypothetical out there. If this was the round table of your of your leaders, of your kind of bell cows out there, what would you hope or expect to see from them come practice next week? Oh yeah, the, the, they're already doing it. You know, I, the conversations that are happening in the locker room, even on the sideline, at the end of the game. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way that these guys played the game. They played with great sportsmanship, high effort, and high energy. But uh, I. I, I the connection doesn't just end there and doesn't just go with a win or, or a loss. These guys de- dealing with the loss, uh, I thought that, um, you know, an opportunity for them to, to talk and, and, and be together was really nice in the locker room. You know, we had we had our normal locker room deal, and afterwards just having them just listening to the conversations that were going on gave me uh, tons of, uh, of excitement knowing that this is taking place, you know. So th- they already have uh, the answers. They already have some thoughts that they, they want to do for next week. And it's just nice that they're able to get a jump start on it. Usually in, in, in the past, coaches have always been the ones that kind of trigger that, right? And and now I'm I'm seeing the leadership. You could you could pick out the guys on the depth chart that are doing it, and and everyone's nodding their heads and talking, and they're communicating, and, and it's a good thing that's happening right now. have to talk about, before we let you go, the fact that it had been almost 13 years since BYU had a 50-yard field goal and almost 15 years since they had a 50-yarder here at home. And uh, Jake Oldroyd just banged a 54-yarder today, the second longest in BYU football history behind only Owen Potchman's 56-yarder back in 2000. He's clearly got the leg. I figured he'd get a chance to show it, and he showed it today. He hits a 43 and a 54 in the same game. He's going to be a weapon for you for years to come as a scorer at kicker. Yeah, and and uh, just has tons of confidence, you know, the the issue on the PAT, he came to the sidelines and said, Coach, I messed that up, and uh, he has ownership on it. And so um, I, I thought the other guys did a great job in protection, and, and uh, he, I don't know how far that thing cleared it, but it seemed like he boomed the ball pretty good, and so I, I think that could have cleared from even further. That's what Mitch thought down there, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's just got tons of tons of – I mean, he – on that punt return, he might have kicked the ball a little too far and outkicked the coverage a little bit. You know, he's got tons of strength, strength in that in that leg, and um, it's 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 going to be a great weapon for us. I I just like to see us score more touchdowns rather than yeah. have to result to, to field goals, and that's that comes down to execution and and keeping momentum. Well, he is ten for eleven on his field goal kicks this year, and and that's the kind of stuff you want and need from your guy. And and the PAT misses will be certainly rare. I think you've got a weapon that will pay off for, for a long time. That's a positive. Yep, we'll keep building on it and, and uh, 
keep demanding more from him, and, and I know he'll demand a lot from himself. Okay, we'll give you the last word today about the environment uh, with, with with the vintage touches and, and the whiteout and 62,000 again plus in the stands. Um, it was a pretty special experience. I know the result wasn't what anybody intended, but uh, you're putting together uh, a product that people want to come and see and enjoy. Well, I love the fans and appreciate them and, and, the, and the noise and the, and the energy that they brought to the field. Um, it was a, an awesome uh, day. Just sorry we weren't able to get the result that I know they were all hoping for. And we were we we're going to work really hard to make sure we, we don't let that happen again. Um, it was nice to see some, some vintage uniforms, but also good to see uh, BYU greats like, like Duran Gray and Mo Elowanibi. Um, you know, and, and, and we had Jason Buck and, of course, my favorite Ty Detmer was out there to run the flag. And so to have those guys around to be here and, and, and to be around our team was a special treat for our our players and for myself. And so just thank you for everybody, and, and, and we'll keep working hard and, and trying to represent everyone the, the right way. Okay, it'll be a little while before the Cougars are back home. The next uh, home game will be uh, four weeks from now on October 19th, home to Boise State. Between now, it'll be a game at Toledo. Uh, by game, a game in South Florida, and then uh, back here in about a month or so when more BYU fans will be on hand. Kalani, thanks for the time today post game, and we will see you during the week. Good luck. Appreciate it, guys. Go Cougs. Okay, thanks a lot. That's Kalani Sitake. We've got Cougar Nation now coming up next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Five defensive backs who are capable of covering one-on-one, and so as to lessen their exposure for big plays, they cover up the back end with zone coverage. And uh, Zach has proven that he's been able to see that between Aleva Hifo and and Matt Bushman, and then probably some of the other guys, you know, between Talon, Dax, and Gunner. But especially those two elder statesmen, they have a good feel, or at least have shown so far in minimal reps, a good feel for sitting down in those zones or throttling down and and finding a way open amongst uh, these defenders, as opposed to what's happening now, which is these, you could argue, superior athletes. I won't go so far as to say that, but they come up, they're riding your face, they're grabbing, they're holding. That's that's all they do all game long, and you're kind of hoping for flags or you're just not really ever getting open. So I that's the aspect of BYU's game I expect to take the biggest step forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, and really not too much to add there. I mean, um, it's very true. You look at our receiving core, and, and there's not too much um, – there's not one guy where you can actually say like this guy has you know superb athleticism that's far beyond you know the next guy and so they're all I kind of view this receiving core as um, they're all role players they're all you by know, committee exactly exactly and and we see that game by game you know one guy's going to lead the committee um, in one week and then the next week's going to be somebody different and so um, with that said I mean moving forward it's only going to play to their advantage and. But, you know, as we look at today's game, the, the, the downside of today's game was, was dropped footballs. And whether you're wide open or, or you know, struggling to, to beat a guy in man coverage, you've got to find ways to just catch the football um, because, as we've seen, I mean, it's, it, it's proved to be detrimental today. Well, uh, Toledo's not P5, but that's a MAC division winner in the preseason, at least picked by the coaches. And, uh, again, you just look back to the last game Toledo played here. And that was as wild a game with as prolific an offense as BYU's seen here in a number of years. And that'll be BYU's next challenge. Next Saturday, it'll be an 8 a.m. Mountain Time radio pregame with a 10 a.m. Mountain Time kick. So it's noon in the Eastern Time Zone. So back-to-back-to-back afternoon kicks for BYU football. And with that, we're going to wrap it up from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. By the way, if you're listening to this broadcast on the BYU Cougars app, and to do that, you go to BYU Cougars app, open football, click on radio. If you're hearing us there... You'll hear the uh, tail end of uh, soccer coverage, BYU women's soccer at uh, Kansas State. They're still going with about uh, 15 minutes to play in Manhattan. BYU's up 4-0 there. 
If you don't want to hear it on the app, you can listen to it live on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and ESPN 960 AM or the ESPN 960 app. And again, that game is still going with uh, Jason Shepard and Avery Walker providing commentary. But as for our game, we're going to wrap it up, thanking all those back at BYU Radio, engineer Sean Fay, control board operator Tanner Rawl, coordinating producer Terry South, our interns who are here, there, and everywhere today, Max Clark, James Havel, and Nate Slack. For all those folks, many thanks. Here in uh, the broadcast booth, our engineers, Michael Wimmer and Barry Squires. We'll have these guys on the road next week in Toledo. Our thanks to the BYU and Washington sports information or media relations staffs as well. So that's going to do it for the man to my right. His name is? Sorry, I was uh, taking a set. Mitchell Jurgens. Mitchell Jurgens, is that? That's correct. And the guy to my left? Riley Nelson. My name is Greg Grubel. Saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU football on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. BYU football is also proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. BYU football is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Football is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.